Thank you for tuning in to the Forward Church Podcast. We are honored that you are our special guest today. We believe that God has given our pastor a real and relevant word that will be refreshing to your spirit. If you will, please take the time to visit our website at www.forwardchurchonline.com and also follow us on social media as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. Once again, thank you for tuning in and we pray blessings upon you and your family today. Hey guys, Pastor Justin here. I'm excited to bring to you part three of this series that we've been in called Jesus Revealed. Uh, I hope you've been enjoying this series and uh, I know I have. And uh, without uh, any hesitation, let's just go ahead and dive into the word. I would like to say hello to everyone watching online with us today. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and be turning to Revelation chapter two. We're gonna be picking up at verse uh, 12 on this Uh, week three of this series. Uh, Revelation chapter two, beginning with verse 12, says this, and to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, these things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword, I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold to the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you have also, thus you also have those who hold to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate, repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Again, I'm excited to share with you part three of this series titled Jesus Revealed. And if you hadn't been uh, keeping up with this series, I just want to really quickly tell you what week one and week two was about. So week one, we dealt with the church of Ephesus. The church of Ephesus was known as the loveless church. They had lost their first love. And so we talked about falling in passionate love with Jesus on week one. Week two, we talked about the church of Smyrna, which is the persecuted church. And even in the midst of persecution, how the church spread and how the church purified and unified throughout that time and how important that is even to us today. And this week, it's all about Pergamum. And it's about this compromising church. As a matter of fact, again, if you look at the heading above your text, it actually will probably tell you the heading uh, called the compromising church. And Pergamum actually means this. It means an objectionable marriage. I just, I would ask you this today. Just let me propose this question to you right now. What are you, what are you joining yourself to today? What are you, what are you joining yourself with? What are you, what are you uh, bringing in close to you? What are you joining yourself with? See, a lot of us, we're, we're, we're joining ourselves to things today that might be objectionable. 
We're joining ourselves to things today that God never intended for us to join ourselves to. And this objectionable marriage was that Pergamum was in. In this case, the objectionable marriage was between church and state. And politics and power corrupted this church of Pergamum. See, Jesus actually presented himself as this to the church of Pergamum. This is how he responded to all this. He said, I am he, he this is as, as him who has the sharp double-edged sword. That's how Jesus responds to this, to this church and reveals himself to this church. As him who has the sharp double-edged sword. And that double-edged sword, that's, that's the word of God. That is the Holy Scripture. And the word of God pierces and it separates. Remember that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. As a matter of fact, that's what Hebrews 4 verse 12 teaches us. For the word of God is living and it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Wow, that's how powerful God's word is. And that's how Jesus reveals himself to the church of Pergamum. See, Jesus also said that there were many who remained true to his name, even in the midst of compromise. And see, this is so important to see in every church. This is so important for us to see even today that even in the midst of the compromise that's taking place in the world today, there are true believers there are true believers that we read about in the church of Pergamum and there's true believers today. I believe that there's a remnant of God's people who are holding true to his word, who are in passionate love with Jesus and is seeking his face. And I believe that these true believers is what is what's making a difference in the world today. It's not about politics. It's not about power, but it's by his spirit declares the Lord and his spirit is alive and alive and well inside of the believers today. Today. But look at verse 14. But I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold to the doctrine of Balaam. Now look at this. Without going into a lot of great detail here, as a matter of fact, we're going to be going into a lot of great detail on Wednesday night about this. But know that this represents the sin of lust. And I want to deal with this for a minute. See, they. The, 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 the doctrine of Balaam was actually causing these men of God to fall into a trap of sin, of lust. And not only this lust, but these, this, this, this lust caused men of God to actually compromise their faith further by worshiping idols. So not only were they lusting in, in, in their heart, but as a, as a result of this lust after the, after the pagan women of the land, these women actually uh, uh, seduced these men into not only lusting after them, but compromising their faith to worship these pagan idols. See, the doctrine of Balaam said this, you can mix worship with adultery and God's people with idolatry. That was the compromise of this church at Pergamum. God's people were seduced into cheating on God. 
Can I tell you that we need to guard our hearts today? If there's ever a time where we need to guard our hearts and and, and put up a protection of the word of God in front of us is, is today. Can I tell you that we need not to compromise our faith in today's time? See, seduction led to compromise and compromise led to corruption. We're going to be dealing a little bit more with corruption next week, but always know this. Understand this. One generation's compromise will lead to the next generation's corruption. So what that means is if we are compromising something today, can I tell you that it not just affects our generation right now in the compromise that, that, that we're in, but can I tell you that the next generation will suffer because of our compromise? And that's what we're going to actually see next week. But I want to deal with this compromise and the, and the corruption that it caused a little bit right now. See, the worst corruption was that people were claiming to be Christian without having a genuine change of heart. Can I tell you that I see a lot of that today? I see a lot of people who, who, who label themselves Christian. I see a lot of, a lot of even the, the world labeling ourselves Christian without having a genuine change of heart. And can I tell you, that is a dangerous ground to be on. That's one of the most corrupted uh, states that we can be in is to actually think that we are uh, Christ-like without having a true change of heart. And the result of this is exactly how verse 14 describes it. It describes this corruption in a, a state of idolatry and sexual immorality. I want you to, to think about this. Look at how the world celebrates holidays today. Look at how the world promotes things. Look at how the world markets things. And, and, and all of, all of these, these holidays, which actually... If you, if you break that word down, it actually means holy day. You think about holy days, about, about like Christmas, for example. This, 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 this holy day, which is supposed to represent the most, one of the most sacred times in history, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and how the world markets this holy day. How the world, how the world, just everything is idolized. Everything is sex appealed. And, and that's exactly what happened in, in, in Pergamum right here. That's exactly what happened. See, and Jesus moves on to verse 15. As a matter of fact, thus you also have those who hold to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which, the, which thing I hate. He didn't say he hated the people, but he said he hated the doctrine. Now, focus on this. Look at this. The doctrine of the Nicolaitans. This can mean a couple of things, but I want to point out this one thing to you. I want to bring this one thing to you this morning. Nico actually means power. Nico translated means power. Laity means people. So Nicolaitans can mean power over the people. And look at this. Think about this. When the church and state joined in this objectionable marriage, the church took on the church actually took on a structure that looked more like government instead of how Jesus's 
uh, uh, body is supposed to look, how the body of Christ is supposed to look as the church. And, and this, this structure which Pergamum had looked more like a, a governmental structure pushing leaders up and people down. Jesus said, I didn't come to, to be served, but I come to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Can I tell you, that's what the church, if you want to lead in today, Jesus has called you to serve. Can I tell you, you we, we have a lot of people today that want to be on a platform before they want to be a platform. And can I tell you that that is what that that's happening right here. This, this, this system that this church had adopted was pushing leaders up and people down and common people had to go through human priests and popes to reach God. Think about this. And here's what Jesus had to say about this. In verse 16, repent or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Listen at what Jesus, how, how he's responding right here. Repent. Can I tell you that's the message today? Can I tell you that's, that's I believe the, 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 the message to, to the world today is repent. Repent of our compromise. Repent of the things that we have joined ourselves to that God never intended for us to join ourselves to. The things that weigh us down, the sin that trips us up, the more things we join ourselves to that he never intended for us to join to. Cast those things off. Repent of those things. That's the message. That's the message. And he said, or else I will come to you quickly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. That's his words, sharper than any two-edged sword. You know how Jesus fights against compromise and corruption in the church? With the word of God, the word, the sword of the word, the Holy Bible, the scriptures. And here's what the word of God does. Here, I wanna, I wanna sort of close with this. I wanna land with this today. Number one, the word of God pierces. So here's what the word of God does. When it pierces us, it checks our motives. It pricks us a little bit. It's saying, oh, how? Not only what are you saying, but why are you saying it? Not only what are you doing, but why are you doing it? See, it, it, it checks our motives. And it isn't always what you do, it's why you do it. It isn't always what you say, it's why you say it. And I want you to look at someone right now. I just want you to ask them, say, check your heart. Check your heart because that's what the Word of God does. The Word of God causes us to check our heart. And the Bible actually says that out of the overflow of the heart, out of the overflow, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when we have this overflow of the Word of God in our heart, can I tell you, we're going to speak good things with good motives. And I'm going to tell you, that's the result. That's the fruit of the Word of God and the fruit of the Spirit being produced through our life. Here's what the second thing does. The second thing that the Word of God does. The Word of God separates. So it not only pierces, but it separates. It separates right from wrong so we know what is of God and what is not of God. Can I tell you, that's what the world needs today. Because there's a lot of things that the world is unclear on. There's a lot of things that the world don't even know what's right, what's wrong, what's up, what's down. They're so confused on everything. God's not the author of confusion. But can I tell you, there's a lot of things that the world is confused on. There's a lot of things that they're unclear on. Abortion, same-sex marriage, gender identity, and the list goes on and on and on. 
But can I tell you that God's word is definitely clear on these things and more. The word of God leaves no room for question on these things. And it's time that the church stops beating around the bush on these topics. Can I tell you that God's given me a boldness now more than ever before to, to proclaim what his word says and not be ashamed of it, not be not beat around the bush, not worry about offending anybody because it's time that we preach the word. And can I tell you that when we give people the word, we have a promise in the Bible that it will not return void. And that's what I'm presenting to you today. See, we don't condemn the person, but we don't condone the sin. And that's what I think we, we get so misconstrued on today. We think that, that, that we have to, you know, if we accept the person, then we have to accept their sin. No, that, that, that is not true. We don't, condemn, we don't condemn the person, but we don't condone the sin. And now more than ever, we need to be calling sin, sin. We need to be calling sin what it is and preaching the truth of God's word, God's word because it separates right from wrong. And people now more than ever need to have that clear division of what is right and what is wrong. And here's what the third thing the word of God does. The word of God reminds us every once in a while we need to be reminded of some things. And specifically relating to what the church of Pergamum was going through, the word of God reminds us that there is one mediator between God and man. There is one mediator between God and man. And that you don't, can I tell you today that the message that I want to share with you, the message that I want somebody to hear this today, and I don't want, I don't want you to tune this out right now. I want you to hear it with all of your heart. I want you to hear this. You don't have to go through priests or popes or saints. You go straight to Jesus to confess your sins to God. A relationship with God is only through his son, Jesus Christ, which come to this earth over 2000 years ago go, lived a perfect, blameless life, died on the cross, shed his blood for the remission and the forgiveness of our sins in order that we can be restored into a right relationship with the heavenly father. And can I tell you, there's one mediator and it's not a, it's not a human of flesh and blood on this earth right now. Can I tell you that we have a savior seated at the right hand of the father in heaven and he's making intercession for you and for me. And that's who we go through to get to the father. And the Bible says we can now boldly through the through the sacrifice of Jesus, we can boldly enter the throne room of God, enter the presence of God only through Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, 1 Timothy 2 and 5 says this, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Can I tell you, Jesus is what I want. Jesus is who I want. Jesus is, 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 is how I live today. It's how I'm in right standing with God. It's not by my own works. It's not by my own might, but it's through the love of Jesus. You don't have to go to a box to confess your sins today. See, I don't serve a jack-in-the-box God. I don't serve a God. I'm not practicing a dead religion where I wind up the handle and let God out of the box when I want him and I shut him up when I don't. Can I tell you, that's not the, that's not the faith that I have today. 
that's not, that's not what I'm practicing today. I'm not practicing a dead religion where I shut God up when I don't want him and I bring him out of the box when I want him. As a matter of fact, the God that I serve is a God who's omnipresent through the person of the Holy Spirit. He's everywhere all the time. And can I tell you, I can go to him anywhere, anytime I want to go to him. I can call on my Savior anytime and he's there to listen to me. And if you will take all your burdens to him today, if you'll take all your cares, all those things that, all those compromised things that you've joined yourself to, these objectionable marriages that you've joined yourself to today, if you'll take it all to him, he will change your life forever and you'll never be the same. As a matter of fact, he's the best thing that you'll ever, he's the best decision that you can ever make and he's the best thing that will ever happen to you. He's rocked my world, I know that. He's changed me from the inside out. And he's all that I need and more. Can I tell you that he's all you need and more? He's all you need and more. Here's the fourth thing that the word of God does. And I'm going to deal with this a lot uh, next week. But I want to bring this to you today. As a matter of fact, the word of God sanctifies. Through the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus, God's word makes us holy and washes away the world's corruption. So when our compromise leads to corruption, you can count on the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus through the word of God to come in and to sanctify us and to set us apart from the world. Yes, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're called to be separate. We're called to be a holy nation of peculiar people called out of darkness, set into his marvelous light. See, we're, I'll just say this, this ain't even in my notes, but I'll say this, we're, we're worrying about being sanitized today and that's all important, but can I tell you more than that, we need to worry about being sanctified. Not really worry, but we need to be sanctified and set apart for a purpose. And can I tell you, I want to close with this one scripture. Here's what I want to tell you. I want to close with this one scripture and I'll more than likely bring this scripture up next week as well. But it's in 1 Corinthians and I, I just want to close with this. Chapter 15, 1 Corinthians 15, Verse 50 through 57. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is, that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? See, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, that's the message today. Your victory is in Jesus. Your victory is in Jesus. The things that you might have compromised on today, the victory is in Jesus. The things that might have corrupted you today, your victory is in Jesus. And here's your opportunity to respond right now. As a matter of fact, if, you, if you're listening to this message right now 
and you fall into this category as, as the compromising Christian. Maybe you're, you're the Christian out there who's, who's compromised and who's, 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 who's strayed away just a little bit. Can I tell you that you can be restored today? Can I tell you that you can be brought back into right standing with God? If you've compromised, there's victory through Christ Jesus. You might be listening to this message and you might have already compromised to the point to where it's just corrupted your heart. It's corrupted you from the inside out. Can I tell you there's victory in Jesus Christ. There's victory in him. And if you've listened to this message today and you, and you, you don't even have a personal relationship, maybe, maybe you've never received the sacrifice of Jesus for your sins, for the forgiveness of your sins. Maybe, maybe you've, you've been relying on this, this, this dead religion out there, this, this meaningless, empty religion, and you've heard this message, this gospel of Jesus, and how Jesus gave his, gave his life on the cross for your sins, and there's forgiveness for you, and all you have to do is go through him to get to the Heavenly Father. This, this, this response time is for you. So those three things, compromise, corruption, or salvation, this is for you. And I'm going to pray over you right now as as we end this message. God, we love you and we praise you for who you are. We thank you, God, for your love. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy and for your truth, God. And Lord, if there's one that's listening to this message right now, that compromising Christian, God, that has joined themselves to things, God, that you never intended for, for us to be joined to. I pray, God, that we would cast those things off. God, that we would shake off those heavy burdens right now. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that, that those things that we've compromised on, Lord, we would never, God, look to those things again, but we would look to you, God, and look to you alone. God, I pray over any corruption, God, anyone, God, that, that, that you have revealed to today that might have corruption in their heart, God, that, 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 has, that has through compromised led to corruption, God, and we need to be cleansed. I pray for that cleansing to take place through the blood of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the revelation of the Word of God. I pray, Lord Jesus, God, God, that you would sanctify us, set us apart, God, for a purpose, Lord. And I pray over that one today that's never received Jesus, that's never been uh, told the truth of what your Son, Jesus, has done for them. I pray, God, that today they would admit that they need you, believe that Jesus died on the cross for their sins and confess their sins to him right now. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, God, that you are, God, saving souls even right now as we pray. I pray, God, for salvations, restorations, God. I pray for chains to be broken, God, for eyes to be opened, for minds to be transformed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can I just tell you that if you've prayed that prayer today, any type of response, any decision for Christ, we're excited that you've prayed that prayer. Can I tell you, we, we would love to hear from you. As a matter of fact, we, we want you to respond to us in our Facebook page. We want you to, to, to write us an email, info at forwardchurchonline.com, and we would just love to, to reach out and connect with you and just share the love of Jesus with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Church Online today. God bless you. Thank you again for tuning in. 
Don't forget to stop by our website at forwardchurchonline.com and also subscribe to all of our social media as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you and God bless you.